looking to get caught side of Fon. Lafondra away from Davis. 3 1 running. Three points running. Hello and welcome to the Elm Park Rolls podcast supported by Blue Collar Street Food. Well, this might be a little bit of therapy coming up here after that Lucas Jail miss against Barnsley during our one all draw at Oakwell. I've been joined by Nick Holton. How are you doing? Hi, oh, Paul. I'm good, thanks. Uh, I've also been joined by Alex Everson. Hey, Paul. I'm doing a little off-centre today, I have to say, after that miss. <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't the best, was it? But we're going to look at the whole game. And we saw two changes right at the beginning. We saw Yadam come back into the team. And Morrison, I think you've got to be happy to see both those players starting again. Obviously, Nick, Morrison going off, but you're glad to see him back. Yeah, it's a big boost. It's probably our strongest 11, maybe without Swift. Um, I think that same experience in Merv Morrison. Tom Holmes has done a really good job at centre-back, but he's just so experienced. And against a physical side like Barnsley, it's great to have him in there. And uh, again, Yeardom, it's he's just such a good, consistent player normally. So it's great to have them both back. Yeah, unfortunately, um, as we were discussing just before we started, he did something that was not in the guidebook for an experienced player, was it, Alex? Um, but kind of really scrappy game from Barnsley. We knew what they was going to come. They were going to play the ball into the box a lot. You know, mentioned it on the preview pod that we did with one of their fans from the Red Red Report. God, I can't speak there. But uh, I, do, I don't know. Maybe it's just bitterness because we only got a draw. But I wasn't that impressed by them, Alex. Um, no, there was a lot of, I guess, it was very niggly, very scrappy the entire game from Barnsley. There were not really a huge amount of chances created. Um, I mean, it is that type of football where if, you, if you're winning and you're, you're getting results, then you're going to be very happy to watch it. But it's not, it's not fantastic, is it, uh, in, terms of, in terms of quality? Um, I mean, I guess it worked for them. They got a draw, but yeah, I, I'm not sure it's something that you would be delighted to watch if your if your team are you know near the top of the league. No, what did you think of them today, Nick? Uh, yes, it's it's a horrible horrible style of football to watch, but it's effective and it works for them. They're getting results. I think uh, if they drop start dropping points and start losing games, it's not going to look good for the manager. But while it's working, it's it's effective. So. Uh, you know, I wasn't too impressed with them. I thought they were really bad today, Barnsley. I thought they pressed well, and then they just went long, and it was just—it was just a battle. It was just everyone going up for headers and tackles. The game was—we couldn't get going, but we had—we did what we had to do. And I, I didn't feel Barnsley were a great team at all, and I think they'll do well to stay in the top six if they play like that. It's just finding a way to play against them. Yeah, I'm sure if you're a Barnsley fan listening to this, you'll be thinking, yeah, but we're fifth and you're sixth. So, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. And that's the ultimate thing about football. There's lots of styles. I didn't enjoy that, but we did have a very early chance for Yaku Meite. He cuts out an attempted pass, runs through on goal, and it's got to be a bobble because he's absolutely spooned that over the bar, Alex, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, watching the replay, it's a, it's a really good run by, by Mate, um, and exactly what you want him in the team for is to, to drive from 30, 40 yards from goal and put himself through one-on-one. Um, but the ball bubbles up in front of him just before he takes it, and, and you know, he's put it 20 feet over the bar. Uh, it, the, it definitely kind of signaled the way that Reading were going to play from a very early on, uh, early stage in the game. They, they, they looked to try and get in behind what was a pretty high line for Barnsley. Um, and that that was the first of at least, what, two or three 
more triumphs that we had, um, which all came about in maybe not exactly the same method, but uh, they all came about because Barnsley were playing a very high line and, and we were able to kind of play that ball over the top um, in, in behind. And Mate probably should have done better. I think it's 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 probably going to get forgotten about in the grand scheme of the game because of the chances that we had later on. But um, yeah, Bobble or not, it's you know he's spooned it well over the bar, and it's it's you know not a great way to to open up the game, unfortunately. No, it's uh, disappointing when that happened, Nick. But I thought defensively. We looked really strong in that first half, and I thought Morrison was absolutely fantastic. Um, such a shame he went off with that injury. He looked like a reoccurrence of his hamstring. Yeah, it's a blow. Um, big fan of Morrison. He's ever consistent. Hopefully, he stays a couple more years after this. Yeah, the whole defence was pretty good first half, and throughout most of the game, I'd say they're pretty solid. I think it got shaky towards the end, and with the, the penalty decision onwards, it got a bit more shaky. But yeah, losing Morrison's a big blow. Holmes came in and did really well today, I thought. I don't think he put a foot wrong. Um, but it's just losing that experience. Uh, the partnership with Moore is very good. I thought Moore was a rock today. He got man of a match on Sky, and I thought that was pretty well deserved. Um, there's not many who deserved it more than him today. Um, Gibson did well. You know, he didn't offer anything going forward, but we weren't playing football. So I think Panovic actually got that right today, bringing in Gibson. Uh, showed. Um, and yeah, Yidom, first half was good. Maybe not. Yeah, so I think I think Panovic got the tactics spot on today. We didn't want to play the football at the back and passing it around, did we, Alex? It was kind of, it was basically direct football. Yeah, I think the game plan the first half really worked very well. Um, we didn't really give up many chances, as, as Nick was saying. The, the played very well in the first half, um, but we really struggled, I guess, in terms of uh, keeping that going for ninety minutes and. Actually, in terms of the, the game plan for the first half, worked really well. We created what that ch- the, the chance for Mate. We obviously got the opener, um, but yeah, keeping that going for ninety minutes was not quite in in the stars, I guess. No, unfortunately, but we did see a fantastic goal from Ovia Jar in the thirty fifth minute, Nick. And what a takedown and finish! Yeah, it was a great bit of play. I mean, it's, I think it's been one of the few times Raphael in the first half actually played it short. As Alex touched on, we, we played Barnes at their own game for a lot of the game. And uh, Rhino got the ball, picked out a great pass over the top. I'm not sure if he was aiming for mate, um, for Ovi or if he was looking at Mate actually. But Ovi runs onto it really well. The high line, as they were playing, it got caught out a few times. That's one of them. And the touch was incredible from Ovi to bring it down, pluck it from the air like that, compose himself with the bobbly pitch, as we said with Mate's chance, and just rolled it past um, uh, Collins, I think, I think it was in goal. It's a really good goal, and um, it's great to get that that finish after the the missed chance from Mate. And I think Jao missed one before that as well. So to to take one of those chances was was massive, and we weren't conceding chances. So it looked like we'd be on for hopefully a one 0 win at that point. Yeah, it did, didn't it, Nick? <laughs> like, <laughs> we got the horrible bits to come out, yeah. But you're talking about the high line that they were playing, just a little bit. Of control there, Nick, and we could have had more opportunities, couldn't we, with a better, better quality of passing behind them? Yeah, we had that chance early in the second half where Jow slips in, mate, and it actually wasn't a bad ball. It's just slightly too far, and it he didn't really get it wrong. It's just mate maybe didn't have the legs to quite come in, but if he touches that, it goes in, and it's 2 0, and it, that would be game over for sure. And we just had to take one of those chances. We weren't creating a lot, but it's because we were battling the whole game. And when we did create chances, we should have scored probably every one of them. 
Yeah. I, we should, should have done a lot better in that situation. We're moving into the second half. Obviously, seeing Tom Holmes come on just before that. And everything looked comfortable. I wasn't feeling, I was stressed because it was a big match and you don't want to concede a goal. But it, I wasn't chance after chance for Barnsley. They were getting lots of crosses into the box. And unfortunately, Yidham has done something there, Alex, that you wouldn't expect from an experienced player. He's given the ref the opportunity to give the penalty. And I think it is one. Yeah, I think it's a it's maybe soft, but Yedem has definitely had has his arm round Styles, and uh, you're not gonna you, Styles is gonna go down because he's felt Yedem touch him. And do I think Styles would have got the ball and had a chance on goal? Probably not, realistically, from that cross. But as soon as as soon as Yedem touches him and, and Styles is able to go down, the referee can give a penalty, and it's very difficult to kind of argue against it at that point, whether it's soft or not. And it's it's a really kind of it's just a poor move. I think it's it's a lack of you know it's a it's a lapse in concentration from Yeardom and and as soon as as soon as he does it, I'm sure he knows that it, he shouldn't have touched him because there's no way that Styles was going to win the ball against him there. And yeah, it's it's just a really poor individual mistake, and um, that's really, in all honesty, disregarding the Lucas Shaw chance, which we'll come on to. Um, that this this penalty mistake is is you know can be season defining in in, in its in itself um, because Barnsley weren't creating enough chances that they looked like they were going to score. Yeah, no, I I can't disagree. This is why it's so frustrating. Um, I just didn't expect that from Yudum at all, there, Nick. But moving on to the Lucas Jow miss, this is the one moment when I think this has to be the worst miss I've seen from Reading in the last 10 years or so. I mean, I'm sure there might be some even worse moments than that out there. They'll probably be bringing them up on Twitter in the next few days. But Yakumete does great work. The Barnsley defender plays it back to the goalkeeper. He anticipates that and gets in front of the goalkeeper, plays an absolutely perfect pass to Lucas Dow. He could not ask for a better opportunity. And how has he not only missed this, Nick, but he's actually put it quite wide of the goal. Uh, it's almost impossible for a striker to do that, isn't it? Yeah, I can't explain it. He's got the whole goal to aim at. And he's, like you said, he's put it far wide. It's not inches past the post or hit the post. It's It's gone two or three yards wide, four yards wide at least. And I, I don't know, is he trying to put it in the far corner, being clever? Or is he, I don't know. He could have squared it to it looks like he's trying to anticipate the goalkeeper's dive and yeah. back, back under him. Yeah, um, it's just, just hit the target, isn't it? I don't think the goalie would have got it. Um, maybe he, he's not sure, so he's trying to be too cute with it. But he could have gone round the keeper. He could have done so many different things. He could have chipped the keeper. I don't care what he does. But hit the target, Jow. You know, just put it in the net. That's his job. Uh, he's just confidence is gone. He's missing a lot of chances. I think he's missed a couple... Not quite as bad, but you know, stuff chance he should have put in and would have put in a few months ago. And it's starting to question, I mean, can we drop him? And if we do, I, I don't know. It's 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 a tough one because he makes such a difference still. He is he is still such an outlet for us as a physical presence and link up plays there uh, on his own up front. I, I don't know what we do to sort of sort him out. He needs a goal. We said back about Sheffield Wednesday, though, he scored the goal. And he hasn't kicked on again. He's, he's getting assists, I guess. But I, I can't explain how he's missed that and what goes through his head to try and put it in the corner. It's bizarre. Just strange thinking for a striker. 
I think you summed it up, Nick, to be honest, um, when you said that he's lost all confidence. He's a player playing in the box with no confidence. Outside yeah. the box, no, like I've got no problem with Lucas Hsiao at the moment. I think he's playing relatively well. Maybe not, maybe not as well as he was earlier in the season, but he's playing relatively well outside the box still. Um, but inside the box, he just looks a completely different player. He doesn't look like he's able to finish a chance. And um, I think, you know, if, if we were to sit there at the start of the season and say, oh, yeah, we've got a central striker who's very good outside the box uh, going into the last, what, seven, eight games, but he can't finish, we'd, we'd say we need to drop him. Um, whether he scored, you know, 20 or, or 10, it's not... I just don't think there's a... From from my personal point of view now, I think there's very little to be gained by playing him on Monday. Uh, I think you've, you've kind of got to drop him. You can't keep Zhao in the team when he's not scoring goals at this point because not only are you, you know, hurting yourself on the field, but it's basically telling Lucas Zhao that he's undroppable, it, you know, and it, maybe he is undroppable in the sense of, you know, he's that important to the team. But if you miss these chances and you miss these uh, golden opportunities to go on and win games, you miss penalties, you miss open goals, unless it's not the first open goal he's missed as well, of course. And then you don't start Pushkas in the next game. What does that, t- what does that say to a player like Pushkas who, Yes, admittedly, probably isn't the, the, the same striker in this team, but he's still a reasonable striker. He's going to finish if he gets a chance some of the time. Um, what does it say to a player like him? What does it say to the rest of the squad as well? I think it's, it, you know, I think it's just a case of if you play badly and you make these properly big individual mistakes, you, you, can't, you can't remain in the team week after week after week. Um, and I think it's you know you've got to you've got to kind of drop Zhao for a game, try and find the reset button on him, and if that's the way to do it, I think the softly softly approach that Panovic is going for here at the moment of, of leaving him on the field and not taking him off is is it's clearly not worked. I think you've got to change it up and then try something different with Zhao. Yeah, no, I, I hear all that. I can see the logic behind all of it, and I think there'll be a lot of people agree that. Puskas should come in and there's lots of reasons to go with that. I can, if you're missing chances like that, you're leaving yourself open to that option, aren't you? There's no doubt on that. If he starts on Monday, Puskas, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Personally, I think there's just too much of a a drop-off between Jao and Puskas outside the box. And that's the issue is, would we even get those chances if Puskas was playing? Uh, I don't know. That's the, kind of the you'll never know it's a hypothetical question but I would stick with him but I understand why people would drop him out because the miss was so bad but I think if you look at his game overall today outside the box I think he was probably a six wasn't he I don't think he was an eight or a nine or anything but all we remember is that miss and the problem is with Lucas Joe is when he makes those misses now it's just eating away at him and you can see they build up, don't they, Paul? It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, totally. It's, At the end of the match, he's walking oh, straight. When he misses it, he's putting the shirt over his face. You know that mentally, he's not fancy oh, himself before. Yeah. yeah, he he feel as soon as he as soon as he misses and we see him put the shirt over his face, there, you kind of get the impression he's just done. He doesn't want to be on the field after that. Um, you know, it doesn't. He's never given the impression, particularly, that he's a striker who 
can miss a chance and then like forget it straight away. Um, and it's one of those, you know, it's one of those cliches with football, you know, you forget your mistakes and move on. But Zhao's never really struck, I don't think many Reading fans as being that kind of player, particularly. Um, and I think it's, you know, it, it, today would have been the perfect opportunity as soon as he misses that chance, just to say, like, just remove him from the game. He's not going to add anything to the game after that point, unfortunately. Yeah, I feel for him as a person because that's going to be in his head now until oh, Monday yeah. and until he scores again. He, yeah. Nobody's going to feel worse about that because he's kind of, he wants to help the team. He wants to score that goals. And, you know, if it wasn't for him, he's got 21 goals this season. We would not be in this position. Has he missed sitters in the last few weeks? Yeah, he has. And if we had a better backup, he probably wouldn't be starting right now. But it's unfortunate we got that situation. I don't know what we're going to do about him. Um, yeah, probably Puskas will start on Monday. But there was another opportunity later on for Barnsley. They had the opportunity when um, uh, the corner came in. Some of their fans, they probably think that wasn't a foul when it went over the line. But Nick, I think that was a blatant foul on there, Rafa. Yeah, a definite foul. Uh, DK, I think, as I say it, he's backing into Rafael. He's not looking yeah. at well, he's probably looking at the ball, but... He's obstructing Raphael from even trying to get to the ball. It, it, it's a foul. They're saying goalkeepers are overprotected, and they probably are these days. But that one, he's stopping Raphael. It, it's not going to DK. It's not DK challenging Raphael for the ball. It's uh, I'm not sure who it is for the Barnsley jumping up for the ball, but DK's just in the middle of it all and just blocking Raphael off. And it, I wouldn't even say it's soft. It's just a clear obstruction there for Raphael. I don't know how anyone could think it's. I think it was Andy Hinchcliffe was, was saying it should stand and I don't mean he's got a clue what he's talking about, does he? But yeah, definitely. Right. Definitely. I mean, it did cross the line. I think I saw the um, goal line technology showed it did cross the line by, by a couple of inches. But yeah, definite foul. Referees, he saved us, but it's it's uh, the right call. For sure. Yeah, if it was us scoring at the other end like that, I'd say that's a foul. You know, as much as you want it to be a goal. Yeah, frustrating. Yeah. But he's backed into the goalie and he's blocked the goalie. Um, no intention to win the ball. So, yeah, absolute, absolute foul. Yeah, let, let's hope so. But, I mean, there was a massive error by Raphael late on. When he drops the ball, he comes out, there's a cross. out. That is going to get completely lost in the match because the shot from Madison hits the post. But if that goes in... That's a horrendous moment there for the goalkeeper because he does not look convincing on crosses and Barnsley definitely were targeting um, Alex, weren't they? Yeah, I mean, Raphael flapped a lot today at crosses and I think it will probably kind of go under the radar because nothing really ever came of it. Um, but he flapped a lot. He didn't really come out and claim crosses particularly. Um, he, he stood on his line a lot for them and... That one, the first one, well, maybe not the first one, but one of the ones where he tries to come out and claim it, he basically just tries to jump through Yedom, doesn't manage it, and drops the ball. Um, and we are very, very lucky that Anderson is basically on the floor when he's tried to take the shot and it's hit the post. Um, and, 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 you know, had they scored there, I would probably say that's season over, in all honesty. And I... There's probably a lot of Reading fans out there now who are saying, oh, we didn't win today at season over. I'm not quite at that point yet. But, um, yeah, I think if, we, if we'd managed to screw that up and lose two ones there, I really think it probably would have been over. 
Yeah, I'm definitely not at that point. Uh, we're six in the league. You can look at all the other games and look at the good teams we've got to play, but it's not going to be easy for them to play us as well. Um, we're not in a horrendous run of losing five or six matches on the trot, are we, Nick? I mean, there's still a good opportunity for us to get into the playoffs. No, I think as well that the important thing today was not to lose. I mean, we wanted to win, absolutely, but not to lose this as long as we beat Derby on Monday, which they're quite good defensively, I believe, so it won't be easy, but... No game's easy in this league and other teams will drop points. We're ahead of Bournemouth. They've got to win their game in hand. Barnsley, they've started to drop points now. They don't look good at all. Uh, they, they were poor, but they're hard to play against. I don't think Swansea are in great form at the minute. They're, they're dropping down the table a bit, but they've got the games in hand. I don't think Cardiff are going to be a problem. I think Middlesbrough dropped off a bit too now. So I, I think we've got a chance. Defeat would have been a blow today, but I don't think it would have ended our ended our chances. Um, that Anderson chance was like slow motion though, wasn't it? It was just trickling into the oh, uh, But we, we got away with it. Raphael, I don't know how he's claiming a foul, as, as we've said. it's No one's touched him. I think mean, Holmes is the only one who might have touched him. He's just... He's, he's kind of jumped through, I think, over the top of the year, Dom. And I don't yeah. know, like, it's definitely not a foul against Raphael when he's jumped over the year. Yeah. It's, it's a bit Sunday league, but a goalkeeper, if they're not going to catch it and he's, he's shaky, you've just got to go through everyone and punch it. you just... Don't worry about it. You're going to get the benefit of doubt as a goalkeeper. It's very Sunday league, but just go through people and punch it away. Just do what you have to do. It's um, just not doing that at all. I think a lot of the football today was Sunday league. Oh, well, <laughs> it, was, it was tragic, wasn't it? It's just two teams just hoofing it long. We played their own game. Played them at their own game today. And, Which uh, was the right thing for us to do yeah, today. I don't have any issue that he got that not spot on. But yeah. I've got to say, I do not like the tactic that Panovic has with the last 10 minutes and 15 minutes a game. Instead of leaving Elise on, take him off. Why would we do that? Because I thought Elise was really good today. He was 100% up for the physical challenge. Yeah. He wasn't playing wonderful pass after wonderful pass, but he was good. And I don't know, I don't like this. If we're winning a game, I can kind of get it. I get it. I understand it. But when it's a game that we really have to try and win, why are we doing that, Alex? It's a pattern. I mean, I, don't, I hope you're not looking for an actual answer from me here because I have no idea why he's doing it. Um, it, it. To me, it doesn't make sense to to keep to keep taking off your attacking. Well, I mean, it's basically Elise, isn't it? He's taking off Elise for Semedo, and this seems to be a substitution which we've done multiple times now. And uh, I can't understand it because we go from being a team on top uh, looking for a winner to a team who's pretty much hanging on for a draw, and it, like. I think we said it a couple of weeks ago on, on the podcast around we've done that three or four times in, I don't know, the last few months where we've been ahead and then we, we should really win the game. And in the end, we are clinging on by the, by the end. And today was the same. We didn't get a chance for the last, what, 15 minutes. We didn't go, we, we didn't get out of our half. Um, so maybe it doesn't offer anything when it comes on particularly. It's just fresh legs. That's it. I don't think he changes the game. I don't, like, I don't think he does, you know, he's not bad, but he's not offering anything. He doesn't change change how we're playing. Um, and if you're going to take a lease off, why not bring a player on who's at least suited to playing in the same position? Why not bring on a Luko? Mm. Um, why not bring on Pushkas and, and go two up top and try and look for a winner somehow? To bring some Ada on, it's just, it, it doesn't make sense to me. Uh, I think it's it's something that we've, we've all criticised Panovic for all season is his substitutions are just not particularly good. Um, I think in-game management is just not really one of his strong points. It's hard to disagree with any of that, Nick, isn't it? 
Yeah, I don't think he really knows what to do with the subs at all. Um, Samedo's coming for a lease. Is he settling for a point or is he thinking that Samedo's going to offer something physically? I, I'm not sure at all, but he does it most weeks, doesn't he? And uh, as Alex said, why not use Aluko? Um, Aluko's actually done all right for us this season. It's just the price tag uh, brings him down a lot because we paid such an excessive fee. And he's actually done a really good job knowing that he's not in favour, considering he's not in favour at all. He's actually done quite well this season when he's played a couple of goals. Uh, I think got an assist against Sheffield Wednesday. He's worked hard. He seems to be getting on very well with the squad based on what the media, reading social media post. Uh, so use him, play him, trust him. Let's see why not. He's an experienced player. He's done fine. Yeah, I'd, I totally agree. I would love to have seen one of those players. Just an attacking intent, not sitting back and letting the opposition... Because... You know, Barnsley, they really didn't have much quality today. I know you could argue that we didn't and all that situation, but the team that was creating the quality chances that were there were us. I, mean, I, think, yeah. I think Panovic sums it up. The game wasn't tight. We should have won. Yeah, right? I agree. Like Panovic, yeah. he, this is what he said in his interviews, that the game wasn't tight. We should have won the game and we didn't. Like, there's not really any any way to put it except for the fact that, you know, that's two points dropped today in mm. like in any way you look at it. Yeah, I loved, it was also topped off with the news that Tom McIntyre is now out for the rest of the season. Oh, that is really dreadful news, isn't it, Alex? Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, with Morrison going off today, it's just like, oh, you know, more injuries. Fantastic. Um, just never, don't get a break, do you, with Reading this season in terms of injuries. Um one thing, obviously, McIntyre offers you is, is is covering multiple positions, which we've now lost. And um, Morrison coming off today is another another blow. You're probably going to end up seeing Holmes starting at centre-back, I guess, for the remainder of the season until uh, Morrison is fit again. Um, and one, I guess, one question would be, have we now seen McIntyre potentially play his last game for Reading? He's out of contract in the summer. And I, I know every Reading fan out there will say, oh, we should get, give him a new contract. But fact is, he doesn't have to sign a new contract whether we offer him one or not. Um, and if we get promoted, I would probably expect us to go out and sign a couple of centre-backs uh, who would probably be ahead of him in the in, in the pecking order if we got promoted. Long shot, maybe, at the moment. But um, it, we might have seen McIntyre play his last game for Reading. That is God mighty. That you're just bringing me down, Alex. <laughs> no, no, I reckon, I reckon his sign, but we don't know. I just a punt. That's just my gut feeling and nothing based on that at all. One slight bit of positivity. You're never quite sure with Panovic because he puts out this hype uh, quite often was that John Swift may be available for Monday. I mean, I can't see him starting, Nick, but that would be a positive. Yeah, it's great to have him back. He's a classy player, isn't he? He's, uh, he played quite well in most 10 games once he got up to speed, but he was back for whatever it was, but it was not even 10 games, was it? Six, seven games. Um, he'll probably be on the bench. I mean, he loves teasing us like he did with Mate, so maybe, probably not, but if he's back on the bench, it's a boost. He can come on for 20, 30 minutes or whatever and then maybe start Friday or, or whatever, get himself fit. Uh, just having that quality and he's, he's created these three kicks we keep getting. I mean, more took one today. Tragic. We don't want more. Joke. I've seen him take one before. I think it was Wigan. I think Wigan away last season, and it was one of the worst free kicks I've ever seen. So I couldn't believe he took one today, and it was straight down the middle for starters. Uh, so getting Swift back for those is is huge because it means we might score some. So 
how, how we how we've got more Liam Moore taking free <laughs> kicks is beyond me. We've got so many good set piece takers. Yeah. Yet Liam Moore is the one taking free kicks. It's just bizarre. And just one thing, to, to be honest, if Swift is fit on Monday, then I would one hundred percent be dropping Jao because I think you can then push Mate into the centre. Yeah. No, that would make more sense. Yeah, that, if we could do that, uh, I would be fully behind that. I mean, there's obviously always a chance that Mate at least could they could find some combination, and we could see uh, Samedo in midfield there. Yeah, I can feel the concern there of the people listening to that one right now. So Derby is on Monday. Nick, what is your score prediction for that one? I'd like to say we'll win two 0 and it'll be comfortable. Uh, but we're not taking our chances, so I'm going to say 1-0, and I want to be positive, and I think we have to win. They have been playing better recently, Reading, to be honest. We have deserved to win the last maybe couple of games or at least take our chances, and I think we'll win it. I think we'll we'll go all out and we'll win 1-2-0. or two nil. Cool. What are you going to say, Alex? 4-0, Reading. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea, honestly, but 4-0, uh. yeah, Reading. Just blind faith, right? Yeah, I'm wondering how much you've been drinking, Alex, in that last yeah. minute to suddenly get to that point. <laughs> I'm just, just going to go blind faith for the rest of the season and just predict just to win every game like, and hope for the best. I Why think not? you're just counter. You're just trying to counteract that T Mac uh, quote, wasn't it? He may be his last game. Oh no, we'll win four now. So I'm going to say I'm going to bring everyone down here right at the end. I'm going to say one all because that's what we're doing right now. I can see us True. conceding. Derby don't concede a lot of goals, but hopefully we're wrong. I'm wrong, and hopefully you're right, Nick and Alex. So thanks a lot for uh, listening to us. We'll be back after the game 